Go fuck yourself. Recording. Hey, hey, hey. Penis. Hey, hey, hey. Penis. Relax, relax. All right. Well, the Chicago Bears drop another one in the lost column as we welcome you in to the Bear Claw Podcast. I am your host, Omar Delgado. With me, as always, Zachary Stein, also known as Stein, and Isaac Turgeon, Packers fan extraordinaire. Yo. Before we get started on the game, the loss that happened this past Sunday, we are going to give you some updates because a lot has happened. A lot has happened since last week. Um, Unfortunately, with the timing, we weren't able to get the podcast out um, after the deadline. We had to do it before, so it was a lot of speculation. But now we have a lot of certainties, and we will tell you about those, starting with we're going to get sweaty. Montez Sweat was traded from the Commanders to the Bears for a 2024 second-round pick. Made some people happy, made some people upset. There was a lot of conversation about that happening. I think last time we were talking about it, we were saying that it was going to be um, Young, right, was the one that was um, rumored to be traded if there was any trades that were going to happen. And I think uh, Young ended up getting traded away too, right? To the Niners. Commanders. To the Niners. And then Sweat. We got Sweat. We signed him. Uh, it took about – it took less than 24 hours, right, to get that contract done? And no, it, like it was easy. it was two days. Was it a couple of days? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so – and within a couple of days, we were able to get him signed on a contract for a four years and $98 million. How do you feel about it, Stein? TBD. TBD? Um, I think the big thing with that is, yeah, it, the price tag can seem kind of high. However, if you actually go through the league and look at that particular position, um, you know, Mid-range is shooting 20 to 25 right now per season is what future forecast looks like for coming up in the next season. And that's really what this deal is about. This deal isn't necessarily about the rest of this year as much as trying to lock him down now. Um, the whole thing was we didn't know if he would be available come off season, So it makes sense why they made move when they did. Um, but if you're going to make a move like that, you sure as shit better lock him down. Like you mm-hmm. have to lock him into... A, a contract because yeah. that that is the type of move that you make for long term. That's not a a rent a player type of deal. So, um, especially not the position that the Bears are in, it wouldn't have made yeah. any sense. High end at that position is shooting closer to the mid thirties range. So I don't necessarily think that he's overpaid, um, especially heading into next season. In what what we'd be looking at, uh, however, I also you know how is he going to fit in here? I think that we had had discussions in the past about. You know, other players have good stats, um, and yet as soon as they get to Chicago, it's like they just sort of have not necessarily the bed off, almost, as much yeah. as that they are in a system that just doesn't suit their strengths. Hmm. Uh, yet, I'm, I'm, you know, always hopeful that that changes, that the defensive coordinators recognize that, or maybe a new one is brought in that can help play help. to that player's strengths. Exactly. Um, but. All in all, I mean, I think it was a, it could be a very good move. Mm-hmm. We'll um, see. Hard to tell. Yeah, time will tell. Looking at, I was reading up on like commanders, beat writers, and shit like that, and they said that other teams did offer seconds, but they essentially went with the Bears because it was higher. Uh, higher the Bears chance. second second round is estimated to be like the thirty seventh, thirty eighth pick, mm-hmm. whereas some of the others were like mid forties to uh, low fifties, I think. So, you know, they're jumping up in the in the second round that way. 
And that's one of my big questions with Sweat was that he's always been the third best guy in his line because he's he's next to two, he's next to one elite uh, defensive tackle and another like great defensive tackle. So it's I think it'll be interesting to see him get the bulk of the attention. Ultimately, though, I think what we're looking at here is again we're not paying him high dollar. We're not paying him thirty five mil a year, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's which is what like a very a high end would get you. He's not that. I don't think he's necessarily above. Um, I think he's worth it, especially when you look at he is he's played in every game that he's could play in basically other than when he got his jaw broken and the death of a family member but in both of those he was he was out like he was not it was not a he could be starting but we're not letting it him was start not a he's gonna was, dress he, and then we're gonna keep him on the sidelines right or, exactly yeah. it, it was it was not a player choice it was regularly like no physical issue uh and even that was limited um Hard to play with a broken to, jaw. When you look at Young, he's played in half of the games that he's mm. been available for, basically. So it's, and and that's something that we're missing horribly is consistency at the a stability, lot of positions, yeah. you know. And so in that, we're we're paying we're paying for that reliability. That is a a skill that honestly I think is worth more money than than what people realize, what people recognize. So if anything, we're paying him to be a staple, hopefully for the future of that line. Mm. And I'm okay with that. You know, if, if, if we had crept up to like the 28 to 30 mil range, I would have been like, you need to be a better rusher. (laughs) I I need, I need more pressure, you know? Um, But Hey, he got his contract and now it's time for him to go get the fucking quarterback. Cause I mean, that's what we're paying him to do. Yeah. uh, He obviously had his first game. We'll get into that. Um, I think he had one really good pressure that that caused us a, 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 a key completion that was a key incompletion that kept us at that time competitive. So, um, but it was also his first game, and he'd only been in Chicago for a few days. So, you know, you, know, you got to give the guy some time to adapt. Adjust. I still don't think the guys we've had have adapted because the system is different than it was up through week two. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> we luckily, only, we've had that discussion too. It's a similar system as to the commanders. It's the, you know, four defensive linemen, hands in the dirt type of system. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was the biggest concern when they were, when they were talking about his contract in the off season, because they wanted to keep him, but they didn't want to pass up a second rounder. Um, they initially wanted to move young, like you guys said last week. Um, but the biggest well, I think question, it's because he's volatile, right? And like he, when you look at him as a good, he's a volatile good. Like he's not reliable mm-hmm. as far as consistency is concerned so i think it makes sense why that's one that they would want yeah to move looking first. at the one you want to move you're going to go with the guy who's not consistent well, he's got the upside so i think that's what people are going to pay for as well because he's yeah. younger um but yeah like you said he's been out two years um for an injury and a, like a major surgery and stuff like that but the biggest issue with sweat when they were talking about his contract in the offseason was turning pressures into sacks he has a tough time doing that he can get pressure but Sometimes he has a hard time finishing the sack. So, well, and I honestly think if he had an easier time turning pressures into sacks, he would have been in that twenty-eight to thirty mil range. Yeah, you know, you know, because I mean? mm. he can create pressure. He absolutely can. Um, but now he's moving, and and that's again. I think I think we are paying him to be a leader on the front line and and for consistency. Um, I know a lot of the some of the beat writers out of Washington. Um, it's it was cool because with the trade and everything a lot of the podcasts I listened to had some of their like 
uh, they're all reporters as well. And they had some of their like media brethren and um, sistren. Is that, hmm. that sounds <laughs> um, right? I like it. Uh, in for you know on on their podcast, a sort of like special guest to kind of get like that take, the commander's take, the Washington take, and um, you know, he hasn't ever really had to be the leader because he's been the third, right? And and he hasn't had to be, but they've talked about like over the last few years, the things that he's gone through, you know, with like the death untimely death of his brother and the uh he's a new dad as well they said that they definitely saw some like a, a change in him in his personality a little bit he, he seemed a little more upfront, uh like he's heading in that direction maturity wise and it, you gotta remember these guys are still young you know like mm. like a lot of them go straight from college right into this and it's like and they, they're still kind of kids sometimes at heart even though even though he's you know moving up a there. man yeah like it's still like as far as how the real world works so you know and we can't ever imagine what that interview yeah, well, media right next to you all yeah the time. i mean they're living a totally different life you know they're not living exactly. a normal life like so um i don't know i i think that if he can be consistent and he truly is ready to step into that that next level of maturity um as a professional then i think he's worth it as long as he can keep those pressures coming. Now yeah, the next pressure piece is let's be a foundation for the defense. Yeah. Create opportunity for others. Be a leader. Well, and if you can create that pressure, that means that quarterbacks allegedly, theoretically, should be making quicker choices and maybe not as accurate with their passing, which more hopefully mistakes. opens up Jalen Johnson for a little more elite execution at his position as well. So mm-hmm. see if we can get some complimentary football going on. For sure. Yeah. Speaking of Jalen Johnson, he was not traded away at the deadline, but he has also not been given a contract yet. Um, and the way him, the way he's been talking about it, and the way polls have been talking about it, it sounds like they still aren't. No one's given their final offer. They polls says sounds like he doesn't really know where where Jalen Johnson and his agents and stuff are at. Uh, he seems like- surprised by the trade request. Polls from, did? from yeah, from some of the interviews and some of the the pieces that came out after the fact he he seemed somewhat surprised that like i think that he thought that they were on the same page it definitely just sounds like they are not all on the same page and they need mm-hmm. to all get in a fucking room and just hash and it figure out. it out yeah because i know that polls and and the team have basically said like look we we're gonna do what we can't anything we can to keep him we, mm-hmm. we we can't keep letting good talent go like get away from us and and that is something that the bears have been guilty of the last decade now (laughs) yeah um yeah i'll be interested to see how this all shakes out um you know we still have the franchise tag yeah i I feel like that would be kind of a waste (laughs) to burn to use Um, on i yeah i don't know if we should use that on jalen johnson although it is you know that puts us at what 2021 mil which technically Again, for his position, that's going to be another high-end position that shoots the the more significant ones are going to be in the mid to upper 20 range. Mm. Um, so that would put him competitively as far as like being able to keep him until we can get something going. But I don't know. That's It is a highly sought-after one, right? Yeah. Uh, position again. So we'll see. I mean, the, yeah, this whole situation is really weird. I and mean, I think the only silver lining here is that it, it doesn't seem to have uh, soured. Like, 
I don't know. It seems pretty quiet on Jalen Johnson's front. From what I've been reading too, it doesn't seem like there's anything happening right now. Like they're not really like Jalen Johnson and polls aren't the camps aren't really speaking to each other. But at least I don't know. They're not coming out and saying nasty shit. I think they both just keep coming out like Jalen Johnson's well, just like I'm just gonna play. I want to be played. Yeah, they're being professionals. <laughs> like, so No, I think if well, and it doesn't point, always happen. So <laughs> you know. I, well that's just it. I think it happens more often than what we realize. It it's just those aren't the stories. Fair. Right. Yeah, those aren't fair. the fun ones. Like, that's fair. Ones <laughs> that's not what gets reported on. Those aren't the ones that, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the headline isn't going to be Jalen Johnson and, and Ryan Poles playing nice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. But we got to yeah. remember, you know, we're not fucking New York. We're mm. not Dallas. You yeah. Know, we're not. We're not anywhere that Antonio Brown goes. Like so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm glad to see it honestly mm-hmm. because yeah. I've been I've harped time and again this season about the lack of leadership quality and just sort of like how dishonorable some of it seems to be and it's good yeah, to see like that johnson was able to trap it up and come back in and do his job you mm-hmm. know and, and um hopefully they can get this thing ironed out honestly I, I wouldn't expect any moves now until after the season yeah yeah that's just not so, gonna happen so um, yeah so some injury updates for you Looks like Khalil Herbert and Equinemi St. Brown are set to return from AR or IR injury reserve. Um, and my understanding is after that, they have 21 days to start again or they have to stay on injury reserve for the rest of the season. Is that how that works? Yeah. Um, and then according to Matt Eberflus, it looks like Edmonds with his knee injury is day-to-day. Um, and Jaquan Brisker is all cleared. He's passed concussion protocols. And I think I saw a tweet just before we started recording saying that he is coming back. So he will be, he'll be playing on Thursday. Thursday against the Panthers. It'll be a good uh, game for to get him back for. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Justin Fields is still listed as limited and considered day to day. However, that has been upped from week to week. So, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you kind of got to look at that. Like, Iberflus was very, very forward in the beginning about like week to week, week mm-hmm. to week. I'm not saying any further, anything else. Yeah. Week to week. That literally like were his words. And I'm not going to make any more comments on that or something like that. Yeah. Whereas now he was very adamant to repeat day to day. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, we looked at the last game and the idea, uh, or we knew coming into this game that Fields was not going to be starting. And there were some questions around that. But ultimately, you know, I, I posited um, based on you know some other reading and some what other people had said was like you got to look at, if you look at the schedule though we've got that quick turnaround because we have the Thursday night game mm-hmm. sure it's like, yeah it does kind of make sense that it to give them those few extra days as opposed to trying to put two full games he has not gripped a ball for a full game in three and a half Gripped four weeks football. more longer right because yeah. he it happened in so early on in that other game so. It's been a while since he's been able to grip the football for an entire game. Like, why would we put him in back-to-back games, basically, at that point? Yeah, to start off. three days of each other, where they really have, like, two (laughs) days of walkthroughs and one day of some contact. Yeah. So, um, but with him being day-to-day now, now it's like, okay, well, is he going to start Thursday or not? Yeah. Like, he's had 10 days, basically, to focus solely on getting ready for the Panthers. So, which I don't know if he was doing cuz I think they were talking to him before the Saints game and he was kind of talking like I've been getting ready for the Saints game <laughs> like so I don't know if he's been focusing on the Panthers so much but I mean, 
We'll I, see. I, I barely believe anything that they all, what they say out there is a hundred percent written for them. So yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, <laughs> they're like, nope, don't tell them that you've been, you've been preparing for the, for the Panthers this whole time. Tell them that you're ready for the Saints. Tell them that you're ready for the Saints to be there to help. Oh, the whole agent, fucking theater like, searches shit. Yeah, like, yeah. It's all fucking bullshit. So. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you and Isaac were saying, right, that uh, just, I mean, just for a little more speculation, I guess, that DJ Moore sounds like he's not really, sh- I mean, for a little bit of insight, sounded like he wasn't so sure that Justin Fields was going to be back on Thursday, right? Oh, yeah. He just seemed very uh, pessimistic about it. He just kind of... Yeah, like you said, was wishy-washy about it and was just kind of like, yeah, it's up to Justin if he wants to play or not. It was a very political answer, I think. Hmm. Yeah, it was very much like he wouldn't come out and just say yes. He also or wouldn't no. come out and say yeah. no. Not, very diplomatic. Like, not even. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> if he was diplomatic, there'd be more charisma to it. He literally sure. was just like, like, nah, bitch, I ain't giving you that. Right, <laughs> so, I'm not telling you. You're not getting shit out of me. I ain't gonna rat. I ain't Mama no rat. No snitch. <laughs> I ain't no rat. <laughs> <laughs> love it so i don't know i it'll be it'll be interesting. be interesting yeah we'll see we got a couple days to see what's gonna happen uh all right i think that about does it for updates so i think now we can move into the general vibe and maybe dig in a little bit into the game you go you start you start the general you oh i always start the general vibe. you want me to start the general the vibe? vibe what's you- the vibe you the vibe, me, Omar. What's the general vibe? The general vibe. My general vibe was that that I wasn't ugly to watch. I felt like I didn't feel like that was a terrible, awful game. I wasn't super like, oh my fucking god, this is awful. This is disgusting. Fire everyone. <laughs> but it was just very like, I think our defense kept us in the game. I think uh, for the most part, you know, it was engaged. I think we saw some good plays, some good, um, some good play calling. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like until we uh, didn't, until we didn't, yeah, <laughs> run game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think it was as ugly as it could have been. I don't think this one hurt as much as it could have. Uh, that being said, it still sucks to lose. It still sucks to uh, have not won a game in the Superdome since October twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one. That's a long time oh, to Jim not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim Harbaugh was our quarterback still. The last time we beat, <laughs> uh, beat the Saints in the Superdome. So, uh. I'm I'm ready. I'm looking forward to Thursday. <laughs> to I think see, if you put uh, see how we do, but I think yeah, if you wasn't... put like an elite offense in that position that the Saints were in, it would probably end up being like a 21 point game. Oh yeah, it would be rough. They had so many opportunities and they just could not execute for the yeah. damn. <laughs> but um, I mean, the beginning of the game was interesting because Tyson Bajant was kind of looking good. Because I think, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, I think the I think the Saints kind of got blindsided by. The play calling, they kind of. I mean, the RPOs that the like, first we, they were that not first drive. That, at all. that yeah. first drive, we looked like a legit offense. Like it looked, I mean, yeah. well oiled. Yeah. We looked great. We were looking really good for a while. Um, I think you're spot on, Isaac. Like for sure, with that, that we caught the Saints off guard 100. percent They were not anticipated. Some of the play calling was more similar to what we would have done with fields yeah right? exactly that's what and i, I think that right they away. were like oh shit like whoa whoa he can move like he's definitely not as explosive he's not as fast yeah i don't think he reads the field as a runner as well and naturally as fields does um but he definitely is well above average for a quarterback as far as like his speed and explosiveness mm-hmm. um i think there was one run where i feel like he slid a little early definitely yeah i think he could have gotten like fields, 10 more yards on that yeah. shit or something <laughs> and if it was fields i think he in that position i think i think he would have dusted that dude i think he would have been like 
that, that was a tutty <laughs> for sure. So, um, but flip side, then you also have to think, well, if you're going to play the if it was Fields game, you also have to be like, yeah, if it was Fields, they wouldn't have been making that play call because, uh, well, we just don't make play calls to his benefit, apparently. So, yeah. Um, but no, Beijing, I mean, honest to god i'm still i'm happy with beijing like uh, look yeah. at all of the fucking backup quarterbacks that are playing right now. okay <laughs> which is a like, lot right now like, there's a oh, lot of backups so <laughs> it's hard like, to keep track no matter what happens the rest of the season and into the offseason i think beijing will still be with the team next year and i i, I think he'll be our backup and yeah. honestly good yeah I, he looked good starting out however the saints did a really good job at at adjusting um, especially coming into halftime. I think that's one of our biggest weaknesses is we don't seem to adjust at halftime. Yeah, at I was going to say, it seems like every team in the NFL can do that except for us. <laughs> anything, make adjustments if anything, half. we swing the other way. <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, sorry, let me make it easier. You know? yeah. so, um, but, you know, uh, the thing you want with a backup quarterback is, an, is a chance. You just want a chance to be mm-hmm. competitive, right? Like, you yeah. know it's a less likely with a backup than it is with a starter. There is a talent gap there just is and yeah. um 10 you know, backup I, quarterbacks started this week jesus Whoa. <laughs> um so i think if you look at at Bajan, he did his job you know he's coming yeah. in. you gotta keep in mind it's like everyone talked about it week one with you know undrafted uh uh you know division second, two division two division you know, two like yeah it's like <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great, and that yeah. was great for like his come like his come up story and and everything. But you also have to be like, okay, now that's the reality of it, though. Yeah, that's what we have. Drafted Division two quarterback, and you see that. Mm-hmm. I think the cool thing about that though is that he's still performing better than the drafted Division one quarterbacks <laughs> who are performing as backups. Yeah, you know? like, and I'll tell you right now, I'll take I'll take Bajan over over like fucking Daniel Jones any day. Like, sure. so, <laughs> yeah. like, um, yeah. Or even Zach Wilson, you know, like, yeah. like these guys that are starters in I'm wildly inconsistent. Like the largest market. Yeah. <laughs> Both of those. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's the biggest thing that you're saying here, especially against a Saints defense that is um, disciplined and, and that they are a top defense mm-hmm. um, is they were able to really highlight his gaps, his weaknesses. I mean, with the three interceptions, you know, it's we have yeah. five turnovers. Like yeah, that's, five turnovers. You know, the, three and, interceptions and, is not great. No, and um, uh, so I think they were just able to do their job. The defense, mm-hmm. the Saints' defense was. Um, but I'm not unhappy with Beijing. I, no. He went out and did what he needed to. He kept us in competitive we scored some some touchdowns he had some really good reads he had a couple that weren't great he yeah had a couple that he had a an, another underthrow that took place you know and and um but he still looked comfortable in the pocket he still looked controlled and and even with the turnovers he it didn't seem like he was losing that confidence he wasn't still. discouraged by the turnovers no yeah and i i have to say i do enjoy some of the play calling in that first half especially after that like after that first interception i was like fuck they're gonna make him go back to those like quick chop quick throws yeah. again and they didn't the next he fucking you know hit that that Rubon. long touchdown on or that long throw on the next play and i was like okay good so we 
were like, no, fuck it, kid. Go out and do it again. Yeah. You're, you're all right. We'll get this down. You know, it's, I think they're using it yeah. more as practice for him. And honestly, that's, I think that's kind of how I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's well, a this is defense what, like, is, mechanism. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think even the ugly, you know, the, the, the interceptions and the bad decisions, he did have some really good decisions. It was also really cool to see him get like pumped and like, he, you know, he would give like a really long run and a really long gain and just get fucking psyched. And you're like, all right, oh, cool. Yeah. Love to yeah. see that. But I think even the ugly, like the like the interceptions and stuff, even that I was like, you know, I mean, this is what his third game, and it's full like, game, yeah. yeah, his third full game. It's like that shit's gonna happen, man. He's still super young. He's still like, he's still got a lot he's left green. to learn. It's like he's green as fuck, yeah. So it's like it was nothing to me. There was nothing that I was like, get him the fuck out of here. Like I was not. It's no. just like he's doing his job. He's doing the best we can with what he's been given and the situation he's been put in. So, and with I, the I'm with of- you. I think he'll be around. I, and I think the other cool thing I think is I do see growth in him each week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you could hear, but like when he was up at the line, like pre-snap, he was calling out orders, mm-hmm. which he hadn't done as much in the first couple of games. Yeah. But he like legit was up there, like reading the defense, making calls. Like I was like, oh, he Taking sounds charge. like a fucking starter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you're seeing that growth and that evolution in him. And I sincerely hope, honestly, I'd be okay field that one more week. Another week just again. to be Fuck safe. It, why not? Yeah. It's a short week. Go yeah. for it. Let them have it. It's against the fucking Panthers. Why not? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, go out and feel good about yourself, you know? Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, although I am conflicted because I do feel with fields, it's like you need to get in when you can that's, so that we can get this ball rolling. Right? Yeah. That's of what I was going to say. I feel reevaluation. Like as much as so. it would be great for to give uh, McBajan feel good, I think we could. Justin Fields could use it as well, you know, a kind yeah. of a get back into it, ease back into it, and a, a get right game to just kind of get back in the rhythm of things. I don't, I feel, dude, I, be careful with that phrase. I don't think this is a get right game at all. Oh, I, yeah. I oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we're going to end up getting way closer than either of us want it to well, be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, we'll get into that later when we talk about the <laughs> Bears Panthers game. But um, yeah, overall, I think our, I think our offense was was pretty good. Um, Mooney had some fantastic plays. Komet Mooney had a breakout had a game, crazy game. Komet was, was oh my gosh, dude! I was I was so happy watching Komet play this game. I, I think he's been really good. I think he's really like as as this season goes on. I think uh, he's kind of proven that Nasir is wrong, and everyone that was questioning like why are we paying him so much? Why are we keeping him? Like I think he's kind of. I told Joe. I told Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I told Joe. I feel like at the beginning of the season, I think this dude, he he could be one of the top tight ends in the league. Oh, absolutely. He has the fucking yeah. talent. It's just the stupid like boneheaded mistakes sometimes. Well, I think he's minimizing those. I think it's it's better this season than it has yeah. been for sure. And and again, I think you're seeing that that growth and evolution. I also feel like it's hard to grow in this system. You know, and, and with the and, Bears, yeah. Well, and with the Bears or, in general, right? yeah. That's, um, so, so like, we're, <laughs> we're, yeah, just with the Bears. You know, I mean, the in the Bears, general, like, like, I feel like, <laughs> I mean, that's I the mean, one I thing think, we've talked about with Justin Fields is how <laughs> how hard it's been for him to develop and have growth. I mean, imagine. Well, I mean, quarterback development across is a the, whole other whole other piece. That's like its own yeah, book. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's a different section of the book. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, a, a library, kids, is this old building where they used to have these things called books. <laughs> um, they just picture a bunch of like iPads lined up on the like on the exactly. shelf. Um, so a just buak. a buak, a buak. So among tight ends, 
Cole Komet is second in touchdowns with six, tied for fourth in receptions with 41, and fourth in catch percentage with 82%. Um, and he's averaging right now 9.2 yards per reception, um, which I think is tied with, uh, what's that, that guy, the Vikings guy, Hutchinson? I think Hutchinson I, has I mean, a little... I know. Hawkinson. Like, Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got... I think he's got more receptions and more yards, but I think the average, uh, they're neck and neck. They're, pretty, they're the same right now. So just to give a little love to Komet there. It's nice uh, to have Tevin Jenkins back over there. Tevin Jenkins had a crazy game. He's... I think he's showing... All pro season. How talented Bruin? he is. I mean, I, easy. Honestly, yeah. I think that, I think that right side of the line... Um, you could tell that the Saints defense really tried putting a lot of pressure on the right side of the offensive line, which is, I think, uh, one of the reasons that Foreman had to, we were making a lot of calls, a lot of shifts for that run to go left instead, which is um, tough. That's tough because that's not the strong side uh, for our running, obviously. So, uh, but I mean, Foreman did some damage with that up until he didn't uh <laughs> up until the plays just stopped that's like called. the story um, of the, <laughs> it's like everything was working like, and going well until it wasn't until it, until it wasn't yeah. that's we need to get shirts made after this season that was like that that's just like 2023 it was all right until it wasn't, until it, wasn't. <laughs> it was all working until it didn't that's yeah a, um, <laughs> you know I, the defense also i mean they they Three consecutive fourth quarter stops to hold the Saints to twenty four. Stuffing uh, Hill on that fourth and one sneak. I mean, it was it was great. That's the sixth consecutive game the Bears defense has held a team to less than a hundred yards rushing. I mean, the defense is definitely, I think, coming into its own, and we're seeing that. And we've talked about that over the last few weeks. Um, you know, of like you look at like three games is what we're looking for, and we hit that three game stance like a few weeks back. And, mm-hmm. and I think they've kept that consistency too. Um, from the yeah. from a yards per carry standpoint, the Bears are the best in the league. I mean, we'll at three point three a carry, and um, you know, at this point in the season, it's not just scrub teams that we've played either. And like, there have been some decent backs we've gone against. So yeah, like you can't be like, well, they've only played crap teams. Like we've, we've gotten <laughs> to that point of we're yeah we're beyond that. Now we have some yeah. tough teams to come still. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> um, I still think that the defense has held the that the run game has held its own for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the issue that we have still is penalties, obviously. Right. Yeah. So we talked about the positives. It's just sort of some of the negatives. We keep shooting <laughs> ourselves on the foot with some of the stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty bad. I mean, uh, eight for 71 yards, fifth game with seven penalties fifth. this year. Fifth game. How many of those were pre-snap? Do we know? I couldn't tell you. I don't know how that shakes out, but I mean, I maybe that. that's one we should keep for the because I think that'd be worth digging in and maybe do a update next week on that. Because I think it was a Komet maybe in his post game, who I think it was Komet. It was Komet or more who basically was like, "You can't say we're close when we still have X number of pre-snap." Flags yeah. <laughs> it was like we're not close like yeah. we're not there's no consistency there's no um, discipline to that right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they need that discipline they've got to stop doing these stupid stupid mistakes <laughs> um now granted i will say that's something else you have to consider you're in fucking new orleans it's not an easy place to play regardless of how good or bad the saints yeah. are yeah the superdome is tough to play in mm-hmm. it's fucking loud I, they had to call a timeout early on didn't they because uh they couldn't get the play out so they had because yeah. just because of how loud it was 
Uh, uh, so you know, they easy. practiced with that. Yeah. And even then. Yeah. And stuff and they, but yeah. Bajent, Bajent has never played in that scenario. Yeah. Ever. He's never even trained. Uh, was it last week? It might have been last week that it was his first week ever going on a silent count. Mm. Like in his career. Like, <laughs> through college. Yeah. Never had to do it. You know Whoa. what I mean? Like, so, and that's a, that's a whole nother thing. Like trying to run an entire oh, skill set on, yeah. on a, on a silent account. So, um, but even with that still fucking eight and then the, the turnovers, dude, the turnovers are killing us. Now yeah. I will say I was surprised to see that the saints only got 10 points off of turnovers. Yeah. Like <laughs> five turnovers and they only converted it to 10 points. That mm. could have been so much fucking worse. Yeah. So, how, how much would you, how much do you think was, uh, was our defense good on those, or was their offense bad on those, you think? Well, I mean, I think we've already established the run defense is fine. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that, but our our secondary, we definitely are bringing more pressure than we were in the beginning of the season. That was one of our struggles those first few weeks was like, God damn it, you've got to be bringing more than just your front four. <laughs> so we're seeing that more often, still not near as much as what we would like to. Um, I think you're seeing the guys be a little more aggressive uh i know who was it is it sanborn that got moved to middle yep sanborn got moved Um, over because edmonds was and had a decent game i mean for he's not a middle linebacker but like he he has that he has he has that instinct there's just something to him i I love sanborn yeah he's got that um, he's got a nose for the ball i think i think there were a couple of missed opportunities here and there so i think it was both you know their their offense is definitely not operating at its highest potential um and our our secondary is not operating at their highest potential, so I think it was just a nice to <laughs> yeah, trying like, to break it down or narrow like, it down. Uh, to just one of those two things. Is yeah, not, I think it literally on do. one play it was one, on one play it was another. So. Sure, kind of like offset maybe, <laughs> like uh, yeah. they offset just, each other. Yeah, it's two not great opposing portions of a team facing each other. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's like who's going to be worse? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had something, Isaac. Yeah, so I was looking at the penalty rankings. Um, you guys have the least amount of opponent opponent penalties and the most penalties committed. <laughs> and 16 of them are false starts, which is by far the leader. Yikes. 16. Out of how many? Um, out of 60. 16 out of 60 are false starts. And then holding is 12. And then the rest are like five and four, which is like defensive offside is five. And then just like delay of game and shit like that, which is at like two. Mm. So, but it's mostly false starts and holding. Not great. That's discipline. That's lack of discipline, I think. I think for false start, it's 31st in the league. So at the bottom. One left. Yeah. (laughs) Second to last. Uh, So you mentioned Sandbornstein, I think. uh, And then... um, he was good for the defense. I think Edwards did all right too for the defense. Um, I think we can dig in a little bit into Sweat. Uh, he played limited, limited, limited snaps. I think their plan was to kind of have bring him in on third downs um, when we really needed him. Um, I was I was conflicted on that too. Yeah, well, he's in midseason shape. Yeah, it's not like he's coming off injury or something. Or yeah, yeah. It's not like he's had a, even Fuck a week it. off. Yeah, there. just get him out there. You signed the contract before the game. Yeah, yeah. If they hadn't yet. At that point, I'd be like, okay, all well, right, like maybe uh, we wait until we get that locked. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 
but no, like it's everything's done. Yeah. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can kind of plug him in and let him go. Yeah. But he needs to be out there for a lot of snaps, mm-hmm. I think, regularly. Yeah. So, I mean, um, but yeah, four pressures on 25 pass rushes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was one play Could be too. better, but yeah, bad. I mean, first game in, you know, uh, there was one play too that I saw, um, that stuck out to me that it was just pure hustle. I mean, he comes from the other side of the field back around and chases okay. down. I think it was Taysom Hill. Uh, Taysom Hill was pretty much gone for a touchdown and sweat got to him and just fucking stopped him. So I mm-hmm. just, he's, he's got hustle and then it's great to see, especially coming in that he's, you know. Ready to go. It is good to see, especially since the contract had been signed. He didn't. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like he could have been like, not have chased I'm a, that down. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, paid. Like, <laughs> like, hey, I got mine. Like, yeah. So, um, no, that that was good to see, and I think that that does relay back to the things we discussed about like polls and and his comments regarding the this is a team that doesn't quit. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, say what you want about them. They're not. They're not out there just giving up. They're not out there stopping halfway through a play. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, Chase Claypool. Um, <laughs> so, can you guys talk to me a little bit about like Taysom Hill? Because I saw that he was like running the ball, but then also doing quarterback. Like, what's that whole situation? Like, I didn't had no idea what was going on. Sometimes I was like, "What the fuck?" Nobody else knows either. <laughs> Is like, he he's the like, first player in NFL history to have what ten passing touchdowns, ten rushing touchdowns, and ten receiving touchdowns? Yeah. So, <laughs> so is he like? Backup quarterback or like what is what's the yeah do you know yeah. yeah he played quarterback last year when their starter went out I think he was their third string wasn't he Something, I don't think yeah. he was the backup I think he was the third string and like yeah. he went out and uh, he's very versatile he's agile you know he yeah he can throw the ball a certain distance he's with accuracy he's uh but he also he can run I mean you saw that in this yeah game. He, can, he can run he can catch yeah it was right, it was crazy to watch uh, I mean he's kind of a Swiss Army knife they kind of just kept plugging them in and putting them in especially if he all gets these crazy going. situations especially yeah. if he if he starts in motion like he's he's got well yeah yeah hard so. to stop him yeah I think he was the leading uh, receiver and rusher for the Saints um, attracts yeah I mean, <laughs> You guys getting, got any more on the uh, Bears Saints game? I mean, it could have been much, much worse. I think mm-hmm. we, looking at it, look, it, we have a backup quarterback starting. I'm not going in there with any extreme high expectations. Like we're gonna fucking slaughter. Give <laughs> yeah. us a fighting shot. I think yeah. he did that. Unfortunately, uh-huh. some of the mistakes along the way. Uh, you know, obviously the the DJ Moore fumble, like that's mm, completely yeah. out of Bajan's control. He, that's not on him. Know, yeah. <laughs> no. So it's um, that you. Uh, I think even one of the interceptions wasn't on him necessarily. I think yeah. I think it was a uh, an issue with the receiver. So, but I mean, obviously the other two were, you know, it's learning. It's it's learning, and just got to take it for what it is. But yeah. All in all, I saw decent things. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a little more aggression. Still, we have got to start creating pressure. We have got to make these guys uncomfortable and make quick bad decisions yeah right um we cannot give them at least on a semi-regular basis yeah (laughs) um yeah and right now that's just not happening not not with just the front four at least it's Mm -hmm. not until we bring in Sometimes one extra guy doesn't even do it sometimes it's we have even even then that's yeah i'm literally at the point of like fuck it let him go for it why not yeah what what are we playing for at this point Mm -hmm. we're not we're not plan for let's look the lions are going to take the division we know that Mm. um 
I don't know though. I don't know. Dobbs. Packers. Packers. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with the Packers. He's a Packers. You, you yeah. stay down here with us, okay? This man's high This man's off. This man's like he's off of one win, bro. He's going crazy. You um, check yourself, child. This is all right. <laughs> Somebody come think, get this fool. Uh, <laughs> I think with that we can uh, we can move into the vibe check now. All right, now it's time for the NFC North vibe check with Isaac Turgeon. How are you feeling, Isaac? Um, how are we doing? Super Bowl aspirations for who? For me and not the Packers. The Packers. This fucking Fuck guy. I'm telling you, bro. This guy's Turn high off the off. one win. This Jordan guy Love, is high off the fucking. <laughs> J- Jordan Love might be in the MVP conversation now. Um, <laughs> Best of the three. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Most valuable poop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I turned it off at halftime, even though we were winning, because I was like, this doesn't look convincing. This is not fun to watch. Yeah. Um. So Been we're going to start with the Packers? <clears throat> yeah, we can start with the Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Packers went against the Rams? Yes. Starting, I I was digging into the stats initially and because I didn't get to watch the game. Um, and I was looking at all the stats and stuff, and I was like, damn, the Ram, or the Packers fucking dominated the Rams. And then I watched the game, and I was like, oh, it actually wasn't. <laughs> like, It's not as – I don't think it was as dominating a game as the stats would uh, indicate. We dominated in the run game. Mm-hmm. I know. I well, had honestly, him on the fucking benches. <laughs> it's so yeah. Aaron Jones is still on the roster, so that's good news. Um, <laughs> and oh, so he didn't get traded. Was, no, what you're saying? no, no, no. <laughs> uh, he got 20 carries, which he's only done a few times in his career. And you see what happens when he gets carries. Is our offense can actually do shit because you know running the ball helps out the quarterback believe it or not um we have a real dual threat at running back which we've seen in the past but we've just been not utilizing correctly so being able to sift in aj Dillon and aaron jones created for a good game on the ground i mean especially against like not an elite rams defense but they, i mean they still have aaron donald so i mean it's not some slouch so i'll take it um for sure for sure uh jordan love looked how did he look he had some good passes yeah he had some he looked decent in the second half in the second half he did way better um oh yeah not to mention we had a first half touchdown our first since week two against atlanta love Um, to see those yeah you need those (laughs) you yeah most of the time they help out scoring um, in the first <laughs> but i think this was his best his most sound game statistically i mean 20 of 26 for like 220 yards and touchdown i'll take it i mean that's a good that's a good uh completion percentage compared to his other games so i mean i think our offense needed a game like this where they could control the time of possession get the defense off the field and work through their kinks and, you know, just get a win under their belt and try and just see what works and see what they can do. And I think it, I think it showed, I mean, I think the offense was able to do what they wanted to do for the most part. There was two tush pushes that we did 
on fourth and inches, and we got both of them, but both of them got called back for offensive offsides on the same guy both times, um, which were kind of nitpicky. I mean, <laughs> but if we could have kept those drives going, maybe we would have more points, more yards, but I guess you got to learn to keep your head behind the center. So, But, yeah, offense – did their thing. I mean, they didn't look amazing, but they they stuck with the fundamentals. And they got it mostly done. Yeah, yeah. This felt like a good game for your guys, for your uh, young receivers. It seemed like they were yeah, able to 100%. get involved and and uh, like you said, just able to figure out what works and and get in there and just get some experience and not get totally fucked up, you know. <laughs> so our rookie receiver Dontavian Wicks had a fumble. And um, Aaron Jones was really taking the leadership role and was like telling him to keep his head up, you know, consoling him on the sidelines and stuff like that. Mm. He's like, we all fumble, right? And then, you know, just a testament to his leadership qualities, he went out there and he fumbled. <laughs> just, just to show him. Look, I got you, bro. Everybody fumbles. <laughs> yeah. Watch. Watch. <laughs> look at this. Look, even I fumble. I'll show you. <laughs> it was whoops. Committed. Was committed funny. to the team. It you was love to see sequence. that kind of leadership. It was that's, literally that's the leadership next by action, drive. not by you know, not by words, but through action. Exactly. Yeah, words exactly. only take you so far. You know? <laughs> he just had everybody to show fumbles. Him. Fuck you, bro. No, they don't. Not everybody fumbles. <laughs> Look. You want me to show you? You want me to? I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup. Watch this. <laughs> Fucking watch. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Looks over and winks at him. <laughs> I told you. He's like chasing the guy down. Just. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, whoops. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. our our defense has been like a top eight defense this year. We haven't played like, you know humming offenses but you could you could, you just got to play who's in front of you and i mean they've been doing that and they've been statistically yeah, one they, of the best they did what they had to do uh the rams were without stafford yeah. uh ripping with his first start of the season um yeah they pretty much i mean they kept them on lock and key but it didn't seem like the rams offense could get anything going pass or run which i mean so it was and they were in his ripping. kitchen all night they were fucking him up he was getting yeah. pressured and that's what you want. You want to put pressure on the guy that hasn't started all year and get him uncomfortable, get him feeling some heat. I mean, you can only play the people in front of you, and that's what they did, and they executed. I mean, it was Brett Rippon, but that's a Sean McVay-led offense, mm. and Sean McVay is fucking good. And I mean, you could see you just see what he did last year with Baker Mayfield off like two days of you know just learning the playbook. He was able to go down and win and lead a drive. So I mean, he knows how to draw up a playbook for people who. And this is Brett Rippon, who's been in the system for a little bit. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like he's good or a top-tier backup. But, I mean, I'll take it. I mean, we let him – we held him to under 200 yards. So, I mean, I'll – Take I what you can get. Yeah. Um, after the Rasul Douglas trade, we have a lot of rookies stepping up. We had Carrington Valentine, our seventh-round rookie, who was targeted seven times and allowed zero catches. And he was allowing a net – a net rate of negative 10 yards when targeted. So super solid showing, trusting his eyes really well, super aggressive. 
super aggressive coming downhill too. I mean, he was blowing up a few screenplays as well. Um, this is our first win since 2012 on Daylight Savings Weekend. <laughs> so you've since 2012, you haven't won a game on Daylight Savings? Is nope. that what that... <laughs> you really that's, had to dig for that. That's a fucking... <laughs> no. This man scraping I... the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> I heard it. I heard it on a podcast. I was like, that's interesting. I'll throw that in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, we were without... Daylight savings is not kind to you, I guess. Although I guess this, this part, you, you gain an hour, don't you? I mean, we gained an hour, so you would think that would be... Maybe they're sleeping too but... much. They're too tired right now. Yeah. Too. They're still getting the crust out of their eyes and they, they aren't ready. I mean, yeah, that's about it for the Packers. I mean, I don't know how much to take from it, but it was got another one in the win column, so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, I think this is one where you you just take what you can get. I mean, we there's a lot of people pissy about it, but I mean, you got to adjust expectations. Hey, quick it. update. Yeah, What's sorry it? to interrupt. Fuck you, uh, <laughs> Cole Komet on injury. Mm-hmm. I saw that he was questionable. Is he out? No, or what's up? Um, due to the short turnaround, there's a possibility of it that he won't. Um, for from a knee injury, apparently, mm-hmm. I was unaware of that. So yeah, I should have I should have put that in the outline. But yeah, yeah you I, fucking should have. I saw that he was question, he was questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I only wanted positives from my guy. You know, we don't have to be especially after the game he had. It. Like, it's kind of kind of an important one. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> yeah. Drop the ball on that one. Sorry, guys. But yeah, he, he is questionable just with the short turnaround and just I think it's a slight injury. So we'll see. That makes sense. Cole Komet's sister is dating Lucas Van Ness. What the fuck? Pretty interesting, huh? Good stuff. Anyway, yeah. all right. So that does it for the... <laughs> that does it for the Packers. Packers and the Rams. I don't know what the fuck it is. Next on the list here, we're going to have the Vikings and Falcons game which was a pretty crazy game to watch. I can only imagine how crazy it was to watch live. I watched the highlights, the recap, and it was pretty interesting. Um, so who was the guy that started? Was it Hall or something that started for the Vikings? Jaron Hall, yeah. Jaren uh, rookie out of BYU. Mm, started for the Vikings and then got hurt, like what, 10 minutes in? Second drive. Yeah, second drive into the game. And which so sucks because, I mean, he looked solid. Yeah, he was having, I think he was like three for three at one point and had a good amount of yards or whatever. He, looked he was like seven he was of 10 getting ready when he went out. Yeah. So he was looking to have a good game, um, but then he got hurt. How did he get hurt? Uh, concussion. He hit his head on the back of the – or on the grass when he got tackled, I think. Yikes. So then they brought in Dobbs. You want to tell me a little bit Joshua about Dobbs? Dobbs? Joshua Dobbs. Yeah. I mean, got acquired from the Cardinals. He was starting for the Cardinals all year uh, in lieu of the Kyler Murray injury. And he just got traded for like a sixth or a fifth round – Sixth or seventh round pick or some shit on Tuesday at the end of the trade deadline of last week, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, they just added him for depth purposes because of Cousins' injury, just in case, and he ended up being very essential to the win, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, he he had a great game and he definitely uh, led them to a to a dub. Twenty for thirty, hundred fifty eight yards and two touchdowns, and he didn't pull any first team reps or anything all week. He just Learned the playbook. He learned sections of the playbook and told KOC, hey, this is what I know. This is what I'm comfortable running. And they did that. I mean, I think more than anything, it shows the adaptability of KOC and like his strength as a coach, being able to, you know, 
diagram those plays in the headset, you know, mm. in the huddle and like telling them, Hey, this is what to look for. This is how to read it. You know? Yeah. Um, these are your checks or your cans and stuff like that. And I mean, it's just an insane. You mean an offensive coordinator that's a good coach? <laughs> fucking crazy, right? What? Who's willing to adapt a system to suit <laughs> the situation on the fly too, like that? Crazy. What? That's able what? to improvise and adjust. What? Never. Why would you the want right that? Way? Why would you want hey, the that? run game's working? Stop, Stop running. Stop right now. <laughs> Well, they're going to expect you to keep going with the run game if it's working, right? So if you stop before they expect it, then you can <laughs> fucking big brain, my guy. You don't big brain. know if you don't, you don't know. He's <laughs> just overthinking on that sideline. Yeah. I don't think there's much thinking going on at all. <laughs> I think he's... Fucking, <laughs> he's shaking an eight ball, you know? That's <laughs> again later like this. I feel like he's doing a lot of calculations, but he's just doing them all wrong. Like, you know, so he's like doing all these things and tying all this string in his head and it's just fucking weighing it all down like there's like some like data analytics piece he's using and it's like he's got one little switch turned on somewhere that's supposed to be turned off he's like oh i'm inversing it yeah uh anyway Dobbs uh, is a rocket scientist fun fact he graduated so he's also hyper intelligent. <laughs> yeah, he graduated in aerospace engineering at Tennessee. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's that's no joke. There's no punchline there. He just is actually a rocket scientist. Yeah, no, he's actually like <laughs> fucking smart as hell. That's awesome. I wonder if he's continuing his education at all during while he plays. You know, there's there's a handful of there more than a handful, but there's a lot of professionals that do that where like some of them continue through med school even mm. while they play, you know, mm. that's like, that's impressive. <laughs> and are doctors, you know, because they're like, look, I'm going to be done playing by the time I'm in my late twenties, early thirties. I have a whole nother 30 fucking years to go. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not out here making like $35 million a year. Like that's not, you know, I'm, I'm out here making, you know, like 800,000, which I mean, it's not, yeah. yeah, but, but like, <laughs> Not enough to be like, I'm retiring. After know? this, sure. <laughs> 25 years old. Like, yeah. Nope. Uh, um, the running game still sucks for the Vikings. Um, they really can't get shit going on the run, on the ground. I mean, just the blocking even sucks. Um, Cam Akers, who was their emergency quarterback, tore his Achilles again. So he's out for the season. Again? <laughs> so he... I yeah, think, this is the second time because he did uh, it while he was with the uh, uh, Rams, didn't he? Yep. Tough. Which I mean, he was had, it the same like, one? I'm not. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so he might be hanging up the cleats. After I was gonna say you gotta after that, right? Like you gotta just feel like, <laughs> dude, the recovery process for that is to do it once, let alone twice. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, dude. I... At Let that alone point, just the mental. Like, you know what? Take it. <laughs> just <laughs> yank just that it. shit out. <laughs> just yeah, the I'm recovery good. process alone. Let take alone. <laughs> let alone the mental. Like, I would never trust my. Like, I would never trust my leg again. Like, I just feel like the mental emotional piece is the hardest. Thing yeah, that's got to be so hard, man. That's got to be tough. He was learning the cadence on the sideline with the center. Yeah, I was going to say, I really wanted you to bring that up. his yeah. cadence <laughs> was... on the sideline to the center and the rest of the line. And then he was also going through like like how he calls things with some of the receivers and stuff. Well, as far as like, yeah. like this is this is what my cadence sounds like. Yeah. This is, you know, like, Very on the fly. You know, like when you think 
cadence like people i don't think people always think about that but you gotta like the classic would be like peyton manning right mm. like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, all that bullshit right? yeah like, yeah every quarterback has their own thing regardless of what system they're playing mm-hmm. in. so like peyton still did that even when he left this the colts and and went out to the broncos like these st- that's that's his cadence yeah. so um yeah it was you could tell that dobbs was like hey if we're gonna do this we're doing it right yeah so that was it was really cool to see that's one of those like it is very similar i think the closest thing that you could compare this to would be baker mayfield jumping in with the rams last season Mm. on two days notice that's what i was about to say this is the same coaching tree oh is it really yeah koc came from sean McVay. well there's some good success right there proven wow yeah it's interesting because I don't know if they, maybe Sean McVay taught his people how to fucking do that or something. I don't know. Well, I think that's something that how to translate I mean, to new quarterbacks. You know, I, I don't think it's just with quarterbacks either. Though I think McVay has had success with that with with other position coaching as well. I think it's just like like how to really simplify hit. Simplify yeah, more. he's very. I think he's very big on communication and just yeah. sort of an understanding. Like you need to be able to break down what we are doing in the simplest of terms um so that our players can don't have to worry about all that bullshit right like if it's in the simplest of terms then we can go out and do some of these more expansive things um but if they can't even get it in the simplest of terms then we sure sure Hmm. aren't going to be very successful trying to do some of the more complex stuff that we do Mm -hmm. so and i i think that's something that he's good at so it does not surprise me at all that that's across his coaching staff that's a very and, underrated piece of coaching is being able to translate it to your players and make them understand your system and shit like that. as opposed to making them adjust to you mm-hmm. well you're dealing with human beings right right and that's the thing is like every single person learns differently mm-hmm. every single person learns at a different rate through different styles whether it's verbal tactile like you know visual they, yeah visual i mean it, it, it there are so many different ways but then even with that it's like okay but even if it is tactile, like some people need it broken down more than just some people can be shown the whole thing one time and they got it. And yeah, yeah. Others need it broken down in a step by step. Others need it broken down in even smaller detail, mm-hmm. even more minutia where it's like take that step by step and break each of those steps into. Yeah, steps. so they know each <laughs> little thing. Yeah, like, yeah. When well, some people um, need to walk through it, even too, they even if you tell them a million. I mean, I'm one of them. Like, yeah. if you tell me a million times, I might get it. But if you let me walk through I can't it be talked and like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, so I can't be talked yeah, to. Yeah, that's definitely an like, important part of it. And that that's why I refer to it as like, you're not talking to me, you're talking at me. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't I'm not, comprehend. yeah, I'm not uh, absorbing any of this information. <laughs> the same thing with like being read at, mm. like you're reading at me. Stop reading. Stop. Mm, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> give me, I have to follow along with you. you yeah. Know, like give me the verbal, or I can take the written with your verbal and put that together. Yeah. Or I can like, do my own read like i have to be on my own yeah capacity otherwise the tactile side is the other piece for me so Mm. you know but that's something like coaching coaching youth athletes like that's a big thing i i can let i have a group of 12 kids for baseball softball program trying to teach them the proper mechanics of a squat just like a basic body squat you know it's Mm. (laughs) it's like i have i think i had to and i'm not just going to stand there and repeat myself until they get it do it like this not, why aren't you doing it like this right, do it exactly. like this no. i'm telling you how to do it why don't you do it it's, yeah yeah it's like yeah. that doesn't work you have to get creative with the, with, with the process so it's good to see that everyone learns different level. Yeah. you can tell you can tell for so. sure 
uh, yeah, so this this game was very tip Vikings, for tat. Great game. Yeah, it was very tip for tat. It was very fun to watch. Um, I think the Vikings defense did a good job. It seemed like they kept the um, like they kept the Falcons to a good amount of field goals and didn't let them score a lot of touchdowns, uh, which was Falcons, important. Falcons field goal uh, kicker. Oh, in, so you were <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you he, were living he it, up. Let it up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just a great. Great, uh, great game to watch. Even the recap of it was fun. So, um, mm-hmm. good. It's good to see the Vikings. I think it's cool that they can keep rolling and have been able to. Uh, I mean, just roll with the punches here. They've been dealt a really shitty hand, and for them to come back against the Falcons and still pull out a dub was. I think. I think it's cool. So. Absolutely. Well, and I think it. I think Isaac had mentioned before in one of the previous episodes about the Vikings defense seems to be turning it around mm. um, so far, and I, I think that this was another one they. The whole point, they got to go out and keep you in the game. That's just it. They keep you in the game. They provide opportunity for you to try, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think, like you rec- you said, the Packers' defense is doing that for them. Their offense just hasn't been executing lately. Obviously, they were able to finally against the Rams. Uh, the Bears' defense, you got to look at the number of takeaways we gave up and yet limited it to only 10 points. We, You know, the the fourth quarter stops. The um, They're showing up and, and, and being – they're trying to keep the offenses in the game. Mm-hmm. It's just offenses aren't always clicking. So for the Vikings, the thing with the Vikings, the offensive talent is still there um, if they're passing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it was – did you see, like, the numbers for all the receivers um, with the Vikings? And, uh, I, I mean, like, he spread the ball pretty good, yeah. you know, considering, <clears> like – he easily could have come out and just been like primary check down, you know, like the whole game for survival aspect. And it was, yeah. uh, it was not that at all. Like he, he, it, went it out was... I honest to God, having watched this, I never would have guessed he didn't know the system. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. If you have no context for it, you would have thought he just had a good game and he'd been with the team yeah. all season, you know? So yeah. I, it was impressive, impressive to see, impressive to watch. Very cool. Uh, uh, he was those really kind of stories would make sports too. fun. Yeah. Sorry. What? He was really good with his legs too. I mean, seven yeah. seven carries, sixty six yards, and a touchdown on the ground. He was able to extend plays and kept the, kept the drive alive. Yeah, so he was he was the leading passer and leading rusher. <laughs> it's pretty mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty nuts. Uh, yeah, it'll be also, interesting to see if they can keep this going. It proves me wrong last week when I said that I don't know if a quarterback can really get plug and played into the system. Literally, that's what I thought. About <laughs> yeah. As soon as he came in and I saw what was happening, I was like, "Holy fuck!" But you weren't wrong, though. Like you, statistically speaking, like the odds were full in your favor in that statement. Like, yeah, you were not wrong. So, also, um, I think it'll be interesting to see which direction they go when Jaron Hall comes back, because he looked decent in his you know mm-hmm. first two drives, five of six, seventy-eight yards. Um, I, and he knows the system. But I mean, when Josh Jobs is delivering like that, I don't know if you can really pivot. Mm. So well, especially when he comes out and like. How do you do that to the fan base who just went through losing Kirk? You know what I mean? like, yeah. You went over like, the fan base like speed run, basically. Exactly. So at that point, you're kind of like, we got to keep it. I mean, we got, it's you know, working, it's right? Like, like, what are we going to do? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why you traded for him, right? Yeah. Like, he's got starting starting experience. He's, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, initially for depth, but I mean, if he's showing out like this and having a game. And he's clearly. And the the thing for me that I okay skill on the field alone is not good enough. It also comes down to what is your what are you doing 
pregame? What are you doing? Um, you know, are you are you a kind of guy that just had headphones on and keeps to himself, or are you like interacting with the rest? Chatting of the team? up with the team, you, yeah, like getting locked he's in, building working rockets. on, huh? He's building rockets. He's yeah. building fucking rockets, exactly. You know, like, he's, he's on the sideline with the fucking fucking October sky over just there. Like, so, <laughs> but like he you know the the fact that he was doing that on the sideline of like going over what his cadence sounds like working Mm. on the snap with with the center um making sure that like people were on the page extending those plays and like getting the details out you know like i mean you know so he's i don't know i think that that's that leadership piece that you're you're looking and hoping for um that is definitely going to be missing without cousins there. Yeah. So you're looking and hoping uh, for it from your starter, let alone your third string guy that you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> traded for depth, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I feel like the more we tell this story, like that time span is like, they traded him 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they you know? like, like literally, literally like 10 minutes before the, the game. Plane. Like he got off the plane and they Ubered him to the stadium. He changed like into his he, pads in the Uber. He, they had to <laughs> give him the pads on the plane. Like, <laughs> In fact, he was in still fact, tying they, his shoelaces he, as they were they lost as he got in the first snap he was still tying his shoelaces like they lost one of the knee pads and he had to like break one of the trays on the plane yeah. and, and just tape it on yeah. <laughs> he didn't and, even and have time to put a cup on or a mouth i was just gonna say didn't play with the cup <laughs> didn't play with the cup he's just big dicking it out there <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Joe Burrow get smacked in the cup yesterday? Yeah. Who was that? They said Joe Burrow. Joe oh. Burrow <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, "There's at least there won't be a Joe Burrow Jr. in about 20 years." <laughs> Joe Burrow got smacked in the PP. Poor guy. This is from a football fan perspective outside of the Packers. Outside of being a Packers fan, this just shows how much this fucking sucks for Vikings fans because this team looks like so fucking good especially with like jefferson wasn't even there for this win streak from them turning it around yeah and you bring him back like yeah with the defense playing the football that they are and getting takeaways and you know just utilizing their personnel as well as they are and cousins just playing this whole fuck you game that he was playing this year he was on a tear they were so much better than they were last year and it just it sucks just to see that. I mean, it's we'll good to see, we'll that the see if it sucks. I mean, I, don't, I mean, like yeah, you know, but I just like in, like that that alone sucks. But we'll see if that. I mean, it's not like I wouldn't write them off yet <laughs> for the rest of the season. I, mean, I just don't well, think that's... they can get carried by their quarterback play like they can with Cousins at least. Although although Dobbs does extend plays better than Cousins does. Yeah, Dobbs 100%. Is better with his legs, which is going to bring a new element. I would not be surprised to see them actually be competitive enough um that they're not, you know, completely wiped from the board this like yeah, like we yeah. honest to god anticipated that they would be. But I'm but, saying and like sometimes it just takes that one relationship, that one coach to help a quarterback literally step into that next level and not that i I mean that's a big say to be like hey he that's what's going to happen here but just look at that one instance and the data set that we've got from this one position of of how they were able to simplify and break things down for him in communication style so quick and on the fly now imagine what they can do with actual time yeah i think that they could still I think they could still be competitive. It's not over so. for them. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying they're not going to be competitive. I'm saying from like a ceiling standpoint, 
Cousins mm-hmm. is their best bet to reach their max potential. And that's what I'm saying is I think it sucks that we won't be able to see that ceiling. Sure. Because yeah. they were, I, I feel like they were really turning it around. Um, and I think they were just starting to play all around good football. And I guess what I'm saying is that in that house, that ceiling was the highest. But bringing in Dobbs with his skill set and his mm-hmm. ability to extend plays opens up a different opportunity. Basically, you've moved a different structures. route to you've that ceiling. Maybe so, so the ceiling yeah. is a little. You know what I'm saying? And so like we will see where the they ceiling could be is. The up. same ceiling. It yeah. Could be the same height. Yeah. Of ceiling. It's just how how that's executed. How they get there might be different. Yeah. Um. I think that it was a definitely exciting to see Cousins like doing what he was doing. Um, but honest God, no matter what, they're a one-dimensional team on offense uh, unless they could have gotten a run game going. I don't think that, you know, whereas now all of a sudden they have someone that has some legs on him when he moves, um, which might create more opportunities for other running backs as well. Because when you have a quarterback that's mobile, that immediately puts defenses on their heels just a little, mm. like, because then they're like, you have to account wait, for that. is he keeping the ball or is he handing the ball gonna off? Run it? You, yeah. And if he if he keeps the ball, is he actually running with the ball, or is he just going out and then passing it know, and yeah, passing it up to the tight end or to you know what I mean? Like, so I think that this is there's opportunity there, and we've already discussed you know the the coaching staff obviously has has a solid background with pivoting with things. Yeah. So who knows? Who's I'm, to say? Maybe the ceiling. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. I, I think we have yet to see uh, what, what the ceiling could be. More, so yeah. we're in a different building now, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Almost a different neighborhood. Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It could be a uh, different route to the same ceiling, or or not. Maybe it's lower ceiling, but time will I tell. Hope, I hope we get to see cousins again, though. Like at some point. Well, he's not... I don't know if it'll be with the Vikings. <laughs> I, I really don't. Yeah. But... Do you think he'll get resigned or no? If if the Vikings don't shit the season away like they had anticipated, I think if they had, I think if I think if they had been like, well, fuck it, we're done, you know, mm. then no, I think he would be done with the Vikings. However, this weekend, and then let's see what this next week brings with actual work and, well, and getting people out there. Who knows? If they have a halfway decent season, maybe they do keep him on for next year. You know, if it's enough to buy them by, or uh, uh, get him on that Aaron route on that Aaron Rodgers route. Have him he back for playoffs. Need to start listening to some of that dolphin squeaking. You know? <laughs> I think it all depends on what ultimately what timeline the the front office wants to go on. You know, yeah. Do I don't know enough about their now or you know down the road. Yeah, I don't know enough about like their contract their contract pieces with some of the other key members. You know, I don't know what Jefferson's is. I don't know what I don't know what any of that looks like for them. So. Um, Jefferson doesn't have a contract yet. He's still on that rookie? Yep. How much longer does he have on that? Uh, one more year. Okay. Yeah. So, right. But they were, I mean, right, they could have gotten a contract done, but they didn't. Yeah. Which is wild. Very. That boy deserves to get paid. <laughs> yeah. And they paid so Hawkinson, too. Yeah. They paid Hawkinson, but not Jefferson. I don't know. All right, boys, any more on the Vikings? No. Mm-mm. All right, well, that does it. The Lions did not play this week, so that does it for the NFC North vibe check. Lions, still good. Yeah, still good. <laughs> yeah I think yep. it's a safe, uh, safe to say. So now we will move on to the Week 11 preview.
the Chicago Bears are going to be going up against the Carolina Panthers on a short week. Uh, you were saying the Bears are favored, right, Stein? By two Not and a half much. points <laughs> yeah. on DraftKings at this time. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much that'll sway. I, I'd be interested to see if that shifts once they announce who the starter is for the Bears. I, yeah. I think that's going to be important. Whether field starts or not, if that adjusts the game at all. Because two and a half point favorites is at home. God damn. Home is a three point favorite. So <laughs> like, this is technically a wash at that point. Yeah. That's fucking pathetic. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll see if. Um, I think it'll be. I think this pivots a lot on. Is Justin Fields going to start? I think it, we'll see if Khalil Herbert comes back. We'll, we'll see if we can get. Uh, the Panthers have the 29th, our 29th in the league against the run. So if we can get the run game going against them, we should be able to. And if we can, it looks like we might have some success. Um, but it was fight, I think, at least for <clears> the first <throat> half. For at least the first half, or until Getsy decides, hey, <laughs> they're all, they're getting, on, they're gonna, <laughs> they're catching on. We need to, let's get cute. We need to get cute before they catch on. Um, yeah, it was funny. You were talking earlier because you were saying, oh, well, you know, don't call it a get right game. And, you were right, you know, because at first I was thinking, like, when I was looking into it and I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, the Panthers fucking suck, dude. Like, they're so – and then I was like – I thought about it for a few more seconds and I was like, wait, we suck. And <laughs> we only have one more yeah, – we've only like, won one more game. game <laughs> yeah. Like, so we've only won one more game than the Panthers, so it's not like we're uh, – <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the Panthers, uh, they're not doing so hot either. But, I mean, it's just battle the bads. We'll see. Uh, I think we – I think we can get it done, though. We'll see what happens. Bryce Young is not uh, have not doing as well, I think, as they would have hoped out there. And it looks like we'll have a little bit of an advantage too, because their main uh, their main producer on defense, Brian Burrs, is seems like he's going to be out with a concussion. So I think that stacks the odds a little more in our favor. And uh, it's a short week, so last time we had a short week, we got a, we got a nice little dub. So hopefully we can do it again. What do you what are your outlooks on this game, Stein? What do you what do you got? What do you think for this game? It's hard to say. It's hard to say not knowing who's starting. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a big piece. Um, I think if Fields was out there, immediately our ceiling is higher. You know, it just is. Um, however, I also, goddamn, I when Fields is out there, I do not trust Getzy. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I yeah, just, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't I, I don't even I barely trust him with Bajan out there. It just seems that Bajan fits a little more of the style that he's looking that for. That he wants. Um but even then, fuck. The the run works and yet we're not fucking running. Not consistently, yeah. Not consistently. Like it works until it doesn't. Yeah. And it's not that it doesn't. If we it just, just decide to stop going just with it. Stops. <clears throat> yeah. Like it just stops. So it's not we like just turn oh, no, it stopped working because you tried and you were getting stopped. No, 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 no. no. It you stopped, stopped trying because we stopped trying. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, it, yeah. I don't, yeah. I on a weird season the against the run, I honest to God, we're only two and a half point favorites at home. God. That's sad. It sucks. So sad. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing where I'm like, it's a fucking coin flip at this point for me. Yeah. Uh, if you want a true prediction, I'll say it. I think the Bears find a way to win, and I don't think it's the offense that does it. Mm. I, I think it's the defense that does it. I think we finally get – Stevenson gets a takeaway or two. You know, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe Stevenson got filtered out oh, in the no. end of that game, right? Didn't he, he did. the last one? Because a uh, foot issue. 
So there, it might not be. We need to get updates on that too. I forgot about that. Um, uh, maybe Johnson will get a pick six. I think I think the Bears get a pick six in this one. I'm gonna call. You're gonna it. call we, it. We get one. All right, Finally, all right. We get a pick six yeah. and at least one sack. <laughs> one sack. Yeah. One. <laughs> one sack. Yeah. One sack. Bold prediction. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad because that is actually a bold prediction. <laughs> that, is, that is a bold prediction. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Sweat gets his first sack. There you go. Earns his there. gets his money. Earns his pay. Does it in front of the home crowd. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I think our defense will hopefully keep on the trend and keep us in it. Um, I think it just also does depend. Yeah. I don't know. Just to hit on it again, that I, this whole situation is just so weird where it's like the play calling for Bajant versus the play calling for Justin Fields. Where it's just like, you know, we play to Bajant's strengths, but Justin Fields doesn't get that same thing. It's just been, for me, that's been a really strange it's been strange to see, but we'll see if that continues. All right. Uh, anything else for the Bears, Bears-Panthers game? No? All right. Well, looks like we've reached, ladies and gentlemen, looks like we've reached that part of the show where I say, it's time. What have you got for the people? Check out my other podcast, Chick Flicks with Dicks. Flicks is spelled with an X. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, and any podcast streaming network that you utilize. That's what I got. That's what you got. Go. No Jim Heroes? Oh, fuck yeah. Hit me up on Jim Heroes too. <laughs> Real Jim Heroes Real on Jim Instagram Heroes. Uh, and uh, otherwise JimHeroes.com. For all your training and athletics needs. Isaac, yeah. would you like to go now or? What you got, Isaac? Yeah. Okay. What have you got for the people today? Oh, we've got the NPR voices We're bringing in the NPR. Podcast. <laughs> Isaac Turgeon filling in for Brian May, who is filling in for I ran out Leopold, of the, Leopold Johnson Virginia. The science. <laughs> All right, what do you got, Isaac? Give us a little NPR voice. <laughs> do it, daddy. <laughs> There are definitely listeners that hate this bit. <laughs> oh, 100%. My Instagram is E-Y-E-Z-E-C-K. I stay updated with my music on there. I just dropped an EP <laughs> last week. It sounds very nice. Very good listen. <laughs> We need, just, I need a, a <laughs> little section that's just like Turgeon ASMR. Yeah, <laughs> just like, <laughs> that'll be a new segment. All right, guys. That's all I got. That's all you got. Very cool. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I am at O-H-M-A-R Daniel. Uh, I keep updated with everything. That's pretty much where all the activity happens. Uh, I post stuff there a lot pretty regularly. So I'd like to think it's a fun time. At least try to make it a fun time. Uh, if you want to listen to any of my music, I have had two singles in the past couple months and hopefully an album coming soon. That's Omar Daniel on wherever you listen to music. Um, if you guys want to follow the podcast, we are at the Bear Claw Pod on TikTok and Instagram. If you would like to send us an email, you know, uh, you can send that to bearclawpodcontact at gmail.com. As always, please rate and review. That really helps. Um, and share. Share with your friends. 
share with any fellow Bears fans or, you know, anyone who might be somewhat interested in the Bears. Um, yeah, and thank you for listening. We appreciate you very much. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week, same time. We'll be talking about the Thursday game. Hopefully we'll have good news, but we'll see. Who knows with these uh, with this Bears team anymore? Uh, well, actually, we do know. It's usually not good. Anyway, <laughs> chin up, bear down, hang in there. Let's fucking go. See you next Duh, week. Bears. <laughs>